everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328Welcome to Sports Ecom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Vern Glenn, Russell Jackman, hopefully uh, F.P. Santangelo Jr. Hey, I just hear the ding. F.P. Santangelo Jr. is just coming on. It's going to be, it's actually going to be five of us today because we're going to introduce our special guest uh, in the next segment. I'll just give you a little teaser, though. Uh, Emily Cole, she's co-owner of the Savannah Bananas. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting interview. People are going to go, what are the Savannah Bananas? Well, my wife had sent me a, a, a cute little video. And when I saw it, I said, I've got to have Emily on for this show. So FP, welcome. Uh, we're just starting to do our, our little inter introduction here. All right. Uh, our trivia theme today, because we're going to be uh, uh, asking a trivia question at each commercial break, uh, is the NFL. Of course, you know, we're right in between uh, the uh, Super Bowl and uh, the uh, playoffs. So, uh, and a lot of us uh, 49er fans are uh, still kind of reeling for from what happened, but you know, it is what it is. Um, at Lincoln Financial Field. And all right. And, and Vern, we can barely hear you for some reason. What? Again? Yeah, I know. It's funny. Before the show, you're, it's perfect. And you get on and suddenly it, it for some reason calms down. All right. Um, so for, I'm going to give a little teaser for those people who don't know what the Savannah bananas are. It's, uh, I, I, I would consider them very similar to the Harlem Globetrotters, but instead of being basketball, it's baseball, which for so many years, baseball has been one of those sports where people just kind of, yeah, okay, in between innings, you know, not, not enough excitement, but uh, Emily's going to uh, entertain us <laughs> with what's going on with the Savannah Bananas. All right, this segment of Sports Ecom 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments, currently yielding over 7%, secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than them. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You've found the house of your dreams, but your personal banker is telling you he cannot offer a loan until your current home is sold. The real estate market is highly competitive, and you don't want to lose the opportunity. What now? This scenario is all too familiar, especially in today's fast-moving real estate market. No worries. I've got great news. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money. 
As a private lender, we are able to offer loans up to 100% of the purchase price on that dream home with fast, easy, and affordable financing, allowing you to compete on the same level as cash buyers. Pacific Private Money allows you the flexibility to move on your terms, not your bankers. Give us a call and let us show you how Pacific Private Money can help make buying your next home easier than you ever thought possible. 415-926-4444 or find us online at pacificprivatemoney.com. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Do your current investments have you on pins and needles? Let's talk about an opportunity to earn 6 to 10% on investment through real estate secured debt. I'm Mark Honf, CEO at Pacific Private Money. For over a decade, our clients have been earning at above market yields secured by California real estate. Here's what our investor Carolyn had to say about investing with Pacific Private Money. I've been a highly satisfied investor with Pacific Private Money since 2014. I'm impressed with their competence, integrity, and transparency. Even through recent uncertain times, it was comforting to hold an investment that didn't keep me up at night while offering a reliable return. In seven years, I've never regretted investing with Pacific Private Money. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings and retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown along with F.B. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and Vern Glenn coming back on again. All right, so now we uh, tease the audience with the fact that we're having a special guest on, uh, Emily Cole, uh, co-owner of the Savannah Bananas Baseball Club. Emily, welcome to Sports Econ 101. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Good. Hey, we got uh, five people. We're going to have a poker game. Um, That's right. So, Tell us, give us the backstory and tell us exactly everything about the Savannah Bananas that we need to know. Yeah, so my husband and I both started in the industry years and years ago and just knew early on that we wanted to change the experience for the fans. Um, my husband played baseball and had a front row seat to the best players in the best stadiums, and he found that he was bored. And I think we're seeing that a lot in society if you look at the numbers of who's watching baseball, who's joining Little League, 
the numbers are declining. And so over the last two decades or so, uh, we've just experimented with ways to make it more fun. And we launched the Savannah Bananas brand in 2015. And that's been our mission from the beginning to make baseball fun. And so the majority of the people who are coming out to our shows, we don't call them games, we do call them shows. Um, it's families, it's grandmas, it's little girls, because each of them can identify with somebody on our cast. You know, it might not just be a little boy who wants to be a professional baseball player anymore. Now it's a little girl who wants to be Princess Potassia. And it's her grandma who wants to be a part of the Banana Nanas, our senior citizen dance team. So at our core, we are basically a circus. Uh, and a baseball game, uh, baseball game breaks out behind us, behind the circus. But that's, what, that's our mission, to, to put our fans first and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. But it's actually competitive baseball, too. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that we really believe in is when you're having fun, you perform better. And so that has been um, proven over and over again with our teams. We've won multiple championships. We have a very high caliber of play. A lot of our guys do end up getting drafted or going on to play in other leagues. And so, yeah, it's very competitive. We've got a lot of great athletes. We just try to have a lot of fun as well and not only focus on the wins and losses. Well, I'm a, I'm a pro wrestling guy. So, uh, you know, I worked in the indie fed, so I actually really get what you're talking about here is that you, you know, you're trying to offer something that's affordable to fans and that can bring some excitement that the big leagues don't always bring. So is, is a pro wrestling a little bit of what you're inspired by, you know, in the way that, <laughs> That the, the, they get crowds interacting with you? Yeah, you're exactly right. We're all lifelong learners, uh, but my husband, Jesse, has studied the WWE for years and years. And so we've listened to all the podcasts and read the books. We take a lot of inspiration from the wrestling world. Nice. I got one. Hey, in, in the vein of, say, like a Harlem Globetrotters show or a WWE evening of entertainment, I, I would imagine that there's there's certain bits that are kind of in the script uh, rather than just being a, a spontaneous outbreak of whatever, right? Yeah, so our coaches are fully committed to the whole experience. And one of the things that they teach our players when they come in and, and our, our players, first of all, we have thousands of guys on a list who are trying to play for us. So we don't go out and recruit anybody. We actually just go through the applicants of the people who try to play for us. But what they're taught is to flip the switch. So when they are on the diamond, they are fully competitive. They are all about the game. Um, I mean, it's a true sport. But the moment that that coach says flip the switch, it's entertainment time they are fully about the fans. And so it's really a mix of both worlds. We, we do have the Harlem Globetrotters type script. Um, every night we have a five hour minute by minute script of what music is playing, what emotions we're trying to drive to our fans. Um, I mean, it's very, very detailed on the promotions that we're performing each night, but there's also competitive play going on as well. How did you get Eric Burns? He's got the personality for it, and I've hey, seen him you in just the, took my question, the, Bird. the third base side. But you the, we claim Eric because he's a former Oakland A, and he is from the Bay Area. 
Yeah. So Bernsey came to us. Um, originally, we were looking for a manager for our team last year and just put it out there online and, and was kind of joking around who, who should lead the team this year. And we had so many suggestions for Eric Burns. They said, he's a maniac. Y'all are maniacs. You guys really need to get together. Um, and my husband and Eric Burns are very similar. So the first time that they talked, I think it was just a match made in heaven. And Bernsey is really all about doing something for the sport, giving back to the sport. And so it's crazy, you know, in the front of the cameras, it's, it's all about the craziness that we do, but he's very involved in his kids' youth sports and he really wants to give back to the game of baseball. And so he sees the potential in banana ball by, you know, the, the young kids that were getting involved in the sport again. And so he's very passionate about that. And so fortunately, um, you know, our visions were aligned on this and he joined us and he was a great fit. You know, it's funny, so Vern had asked me about, you know, is this Eric Burns? And I didn't know that Eric was part of it. So oh, I said, yeah. no, 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 this is you know, something different. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Hey, in your, in, your, in your barnstorming from town to town, I know you started in Savannah. Great market, by the way. But, uh, but, but I would imagine as you, as you spread across the country, you're not playing, you know, you're not playing just giant stadiums. I mean, you're going kind of, kind of, kind of on the small market, um, a, a minor league venue type thing to kind of to kind of attract that demographic. So it's been an interesting few years for us. I'll say we started in 2021 by saying, hey, we think we can take this thing on the road. Savannah has been a wonderful home for us, but we're getting inquiries every single night and we're having people show up to our games in Savannah on average from 35 different states and multiple other countries. So people were coming into Georgia to watch our events. And so being the fans first company that we are, we were thinking, can we take the show to them? So in 2021, we said, let's just take a small bet. Let's see if this can work in one place. So we, we you know, went to the interwebs and we asked all the, the people and Mobile, Alabama won as our one city world tour stop. So we went to Alabama and we were very fortunate. We sold out two nights, 7,500 tickets in like 24 hours. And we said, okay, this is this is going to work. So then last year, 2022, we upped our, our game a little bit. We went to seven stadiums and they ranged from about 5,000 people up to 10,000 seat stadium. And again, very fortunate, sold out immediately. And our wait list really started to grow. I mean, like 100,000 people on the wait list. So when we started talking about 2023, we said, let's go bigger because we have to take care of these fans. So this year we're traveling to 33 different cities and they will range in size from like a 6,000 person seat park up to 14,000. So we've, we've gone now to uh, AAA, a lot of AAA stadiums is really what this year's focus is. And then again, very fortunate, we've gotten calls from like 10 to 12 different major league teams and we will be in multiple major league parks next year. Fantastic. Waiting list is. Uh, the waiting list right now is about five hundred thousand people who are trying to get tickets. <laughs> Believe that. And 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 tell them, uh, before we cut the break, tell them also. Uh, okay, tickets are usually twenty five dollars, but if people can't get in, how much are they getting scalped for? So again. It it comes back to our fans first mentality that our tickets are $25 from us on our website. That is something that we try to stay true to. We want it to be family friendly. We want it to be affordable. Um, but because all of the seats are sold out for the entire 2023 season already, we are sadly seeing them on the secondary market and they're going for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Some are five, six, $700 <laughs> a ticket. Um, which, 
I understand that people are going to do it, but it honestly, it makes us sick because um, it's just so unfair to the family that wants to come. So uh, something that we're going to try to to go to those bigger stadiums and take care of more fans. All right. Wait, 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 revenue. How, how uh, I would imagine the merchandising would be big. I mean, it, I mean, who, who doesn't want a bananas beanie? Or a yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever, that's a right? very good point. We'll, we'll get into the economics of that in just a minute. Hey, we're going to get to our first commercial break here talking the NFL. Pittsburgh was the team of the decades in the 1970s. How many Super Bowls did they win in the 1970s seasons? And which teams did they beat? I want to get both those answers from you, okay? All right. All so right. NFL football, Pittsburgh was the team of the decade winning four. I just told you the answer. Yeah, there you go. Well, I knew you knew the answer to that. Wow. Now you got to give me the team. Now, I, I, that's the first time I've ever done that. Uh, and we've been doing this for, I don't know, 200 years or something. Okay. You have to tell us which teams did, did uh, Pittsburgh beat. I'm not going to give you the answer until we get back. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with F.B. Santangelo Jr. Russell Jackman, Vern Glenn, and our special guest, Emily Cole of the Savannah Bananas. Uh, first trivia question, uh, Pittsburgh was the team of the decade in the 1970s. We're talking the NFL. How many Super Bowls did they win? Shh, I gave the answer last time. And which teams did they beat? Well, we know the answer is four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the, the Rams was one of them right yes. at the end. Yeah, then so so then that leaves uh, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Well, well they don't beat the Dolphins, remember, because they're in the same. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I know. We're we're going to give Vern a pass only because he came in late from Philadelphia on an airplane. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Dallas twice, the Rams and the Vikings. Very good. Yep. All right. Uh, so we have Emily Cole, uh, co-owner of the Savannah Bananas uh, baseball team. Uh, FP, you were mentioning something about Eric Burns. Yeah, well, I just grew up with Eric Burns, and I think it's awesome how he's pushing your guys' content so much everywhere. I mean, he's going to MLB Network, he's going to radio stations, and I've seen just so much positive response about that. But Emily, I actually want to ask a different question. So how, what do you guys do in the off season? Because I know in major league baseball, there's an off season and there's a spring training. Is there a spring training and is there kind of like an off season for the Savannah bananas? So there is less and less of an off season for us Uh, this year. Again, we're growing so quickly. We're still kind of a startup. I mean, we just launched the bananas in 2015 and didn't even start traveling until 2021. But starting this year, the 33 cities that we're going to is going to be between February and September. And next year, we're going to play into October and November. We are actually right now looking at booking a cruise and taking a couple thousand banana fans on a cruise to Nassau and playing a game either there or in Puerto Rico, which would be in November. So the idea is to become more and more of a year round thing. You know, growing up, I didn't understand why sports could only be for a certain amount of time you know you're so diehard for a couple months and then they go dormant and for so many teams that's what they do they don't post they don't grow their list they don't grow their fans and so for us are we are all about creating those fans and those memories and if we can do that year round why wouldn't we so i got another question for you then if you're playing between february and september how many games do you guys typically play per week because in baseball it's a lot of games we're 162 games right Yeah. So this year uh, we're in the low nineties. I think right now we have 91 scheduled. Okay. Um, So we're probably an average of about three a week and it really just depends on our touring. So some weeks we're on the East coast, some we're flying to the West coast. And so it's, I mean, we're just figuring out this logistics part of it and and how many games we can fit in. You know, I have a two part question. I have a two part question Uh, in your show. Let's just let's just go back to the Harlem Globetrotters and their and their business model. In in a, in a show game, whatever you want to call, 
it's we know it's a hundred percent entertainment, but in a Globetrotters show, I want to say maybe there's like 10% of the time where they're really playing. I mean, really like bear down playing. So, uh, uh, so, so the question is, is it kind of a similar thing in a banana show? We love being compared to the Globetrotters. We've learned a lot from them. I think they did a lot for the NBA. Um, you know, a few decades ago, they were, they were opening for some NBA games, right? They were really big. Where we differ is that we are completely competitive. So the generals never win, right? Um, but for us, we are constantly, um, well, we, we try to win all the time, but we're constantly um, having close games or being upset by either our rival team, which is the party animals, or by the independent teams that we're playing across the country. So when you come to a game, you are A, never gonna know what you're gonna see promotion-wise or entertainment-wise, but B, you don't know you don't know who's gonna win. And that's something that you do know going into a Harlem Globetrotters game. You know who's gonna win, you know it's gonna be silly in how they win. Um, and that's something that we don't script. We don't touch the baseball at all. In a Harlem Globetrotters show, they always play the Washington Generals, okay? So who is the arch nemesis for the bananas when they play? So we do try to play a lot of independent teams. We've got some cool opponents this year. Team Australia is coming. We're talking to a lot of other countries who are interested in coming over and playing. Um, but again, we're just getting this started. So when we we set out on this mission to take this across the country, we knew that we needed to have another team to play against. So we created the party animals. So they are our arch nemesis. Um, they're the bad boys. You know, the bananas are the ones you want to take home to mom. The party animals are a little edgier. They are in the dugout, you know, lifting weights, slamming uh, energy drinks. They're having pizzas delivered to the field. They're smoking cigars as they come up to play. They light their bats on fire. Uh, they are the bad boys and they're entertaining in a whole nother way, but they're very good. Our teams are, we really try to match them up talent wise so that you never know who's going to win. Who is the metal arc lemon of the bananas? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. We try to make all of our guys characters and we work with each of them on their own persona. And so um, it changes on who's going to be the lead guy or who's going to do the interviews or take the limelight each week. And so we work really hard. We've got 20 guys on each roster, the bananas and the party animals. And so at any given time, the four, one of the 40 of them could be the lead guy. Yeah, it reminds what, me. What, what is the number one swag item that 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 that, that just puts flying right off the shelves? Our jerseys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, it's funny. You mentioned about uh, FP was mentioning about like what do you do in the off season? It reminds me about a hundred years ago. Uh, Rogers Hornsby said when the when baseball's over, he goes, "I just sit and look out the window and wait for a spring training to start." Yeah. You know, <laughs> but. Um, yeah. And, you know, another point to that, we have so much planning, we have so much intentionality to every part of the show, that in the, the little bit of downtime that we do have, we're rewriting scripts, we're yeah. downloading new musics, we're coming up with new choreographies, we're coming up with new characters. I mean, we travel the country and the world really to find more performers. So we, we really don't have any downtime, because that's our, our planning time. So Emily, I got a question for you. You probably watch a lot, a lot, uh, watch a lot of Major League Baseball. How do you think Major League Baseball can learn from the Savannah Bananas? <laughs> oh, you don't. I'm seeing you shake your head. Yeah, um, we actually don't watch a lot of Major League Baseball. And I think that that speaks to what we're all about is we think the game of baseball is a little bit too long, slow and boring. And that's what we're trying to change. Uh, we respect a lot of people in the game. We actually have relationships with a lot of the Major League teams and people in the MLB offices. 
and we work together. We're, we're not competitors. I think that there is enough out there for everybody. We have that abundance mindset because there are people who just want to go and watch a baseball game. And those people do not want bananas tickets. So it's fine. You know, if you're in Savannah and you don't like the product on our field, Atlanta is pretty close and you can go watch some great baseball there. We are never going to claim to be the best baseball talent, um, but we're, we're completely different. So I think that in terms of what can Major League Baseball do, I think they can look a little bit towards making it more exciting, taking those barriers down between the players and the fans and, and just making it more fun for people. The guys on the field are so untouchable in major league baseball and I get it. You know, they have their contracts and they're, they're big deals. Um, but because they're so untouchable, it's hard to relate to them. Mm-hmm. Our guys are down on their hands and knees, hanging out with little kids before the games, after the games. We have a plaza party at the end of every game where our players and our cast are dancing with fans or thanking them for coming. Um, we're at the gates every night when we open up. We send videos to them and we're just very, we, we've taken down those barriers. And so Sure, there are complexities to that, but I think that that's something that all major league sports can do to make it more relative for people. Man, I got to reach out to a fraternity brother of mine. He lives in St. Simon Island, right yeah. right across the water from, from Savannah. So I, I bet he's been to a game or two, a show <laughs> or two. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it turns out, uh, uh, Emily and I were talking ahead of time, uh, Bill Lee, space fan Bill Lee pitch for, pitches for him. Once in a while, he says when he comes out of the stands to pitch. <laughs> yeah, so Bill is usually Bill's usually sitting in the stands drinking a beer, and um, every once in a while, Bernsey will call him in, and he, he hands his beer to Bernsey and goes out to the field and starts his yoga and and uh, throws some pitches. He still got it. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, there's no like brushback pitches or fights that go on in the field. You know, I, I would no. Think- Okay, even though it's competitive, it's like uh, not so much. Uh, before we get to break, give us a few differences um, in the in the rules because there's some rule differences between may, what Major League Baseball has and what you have. Yeah. So again, when we were coming up with this new sport of banana ball, the idea was how do you make it more exciting for people? And so things like the walk. I mean, why is there a term in a sporting event called a walk? You know, it just doesn't make sense. And so our walk is a sprint. If you throw four balls, the batter has to run around the bases as far as he can advance while the defensive team all throws the ball to each other. Um, and then he gets as far as he can before the ball reaches him. It's just a more exciting play. So there, there are things like that. There's no bunting because we say bunting sucks. Uh, there's no stepping out of the batter's box. I mean, that wastes so much time in a game. So things like that are, are some of our rules. And then probably the most fan-friendly one, uh, well, there's two. It's a two-hour time limit. So you know when you come to the game, what time the kids are going to go to bed because you know what time it's going to end. And the other thing is that when a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. So the fans are now fully immersed in the play of the game. What, do you get a, you bunch get a of ground ball down and the fan reaches over like it picks it up boom, and that's an out? No, he's got to catch it in the air. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, was gonna say, I wonder how many people boo if they if he drops it, you know. We're gonna catch it, we're gonna get to our next commercial break here. This is great. I love I love having you on, Emily. Okay, we're talking the NFL here. Uh, which team did the Redskins remember they used to be called the Redskins beat for their first Super Bowl victory? Which team did the Redskins beat? for their first Super Bowl victory, right? That's our trivia question. Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back, don't touch that dial. 
The Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga is offering 25% off all rooms this season. The historic Art Deco Hotel located in the heart of downtown Calistoga features welcoming accommodations, beautiful outdoor space, a pool and mineral springs jet spa, walk to restaurants, tasting rooms and shops, or relax at True Spa Calistoga. The Mount View is everything you love about wine country and so much more. To reserve your room with 25% savings, visit mountviewhotel.com. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeshoreLodge.com. The number one calculator for property and note investors. The Real ROI Calculator. Increase profitability by 10 times using the 20 different exit strategies on multiple real estate deals over any time period, all while measuring important financial indicators such as ROI, XIRR, and yield. The additional features include debt financing for initial purchases, bridge loans, seller finance notes, and turnkey rentals to make this a must-have tool. Head over to RealROICalculator.com to download the free version and start multiplying your profits today. RealROICalculator.com. Mountain Mike's Pizza. You've heard our phrase, pizza the way it ought to be. But did you know that our famous pepperoni large pizza has over 100 pieces of pepperoni on it? Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily, never frozen. Having a party? We have a great room for parties and a video arcade with tickets and prizes for kids. Located at 2100 4th Street in San Rafael, you'll enjoy your pizza the way it ought to be. Call us at 415-454-4300. That's Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. We all know in this current real estate market, great deals are hard to find. We may have a solution for you. If you want exclusive off-market real estate deals delivered to your inbox every single month, then you need to sign up for Scottsdale REI's Trade Desk by visiting scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk. Scottsdale REI delivers exclusive access to off-market mortgage notes like performing loans, non-performing loans, and even REOs every single month. Just head over to scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk and sign up. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with our special guest, Emily Cole, and our regular co-hosts, F.P. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and Vern Glenn. Our second trivia question on the NFL, uh, the Super Bowl here. Uh, which team did the Redskins beat for their first Super Bowl victory? Was it... Was it the Denver Broncos? No. Or was it the Raiders? Was it the Raiders? No, 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 they no, the Raiders no, won. No, the game. Raiders beat them. No, oh. it, actually, it was Miami. They, the Miami the nineteen eighty-three. Yeah, because it's funny. I was, I was thinking of all. Yeah, I was thinking it was Denver too. But then, okay. Anyway, uh, we got some great, more great questions for Emily Cole, co-owner of the Savannah Bananas. Go, go ahead, Russ. You had a question you wanted to quick. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that minor league parks are known for 
is the food. And I wanted to know if you guys have a lot of banana related foods that you offer at the stadium. Oh, absolutely. You know, when we first came out with the name Savannah Bananas, people hated us. I mean, you don't name a sports team after a fruit, right? So we I think it's great. I think it's great. Well, now now you do. And now America (laughs) does. But in the beginning, let me tell you, they hated it. But we knew that we had so much freedom to have fun with this name. And one of the thing, of course, one of the things, of course, was food. So right off the bat, uh, we started brewing a local beer with one of our local breweries and Savannah service brewing. And so we have a banana beer. We have made a specialty cocktail called the slippery banana, which is kind of like a frozen banana flavored pina colada. It's very popular. Yeah. And that that is becoming um, a new product that will be bottled now and sold in liquor stores. Um, we've started a banana cream soda with a local soda company. And so those are just on the drink side. We've also explored things like banana bread, a specialty banana bread. So nice. absolutely. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless with bananas. And so we've got those in the works. But then at the stadium, we serve things like chocolate covered bananas, frozen bananas and um, banana nachos like with chocolate drizzled on them and there's so much fun we can have with, with bananas so we do that at home yeah uh, but uh, interestingly enough though uh talk about the tickets though because you some but it includes <laughs> yeah so in savannah again when we started out we were thinking how can we split this game on its head how can we be different and in most sporting events you go to you're nickel and dimed so one of the things that we wanted to create in savannah was an all-inclusive ticket So included in your $25 ticket in Savannah, Georgia, uh, your chicken sandwiches, your hot dogs, your hamburgers, your cheeseburgers, chips, soda, water, cookies, popcorn, all of that is included in your ticket. Of course, you can buy novelty things like beer and and ice cream. Um, But basically, you can come to the ballpark and have your ticket and all your food included. And now, you know, little kids are not pulling on mom and dad's uh, wallet asking to spend more and more money, which is normally what happens at sporting events. So. Now that we're traveling the country, uh, when we go to other ballparks, we can't offer that because the host team does control the food and beverage. And of course, most of these teams have deals with concessionaires. Um, but in Savannah, Georgia, that is our food package. And you know, one of the things I like to, let me ask this really quickly, Bert. Um, one of the things that Emily and I were talking about ahead of time is these players get paid pretty well. Go ahead, go ahead, Emily, talk about that. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just all about the experience. And we want our guys to love the experience just like our fans do. And so we believe that they need to be paid more than what most minor league players are paid. Um, and we've we've worked in the minor leagues and we have a lot of guys who came from there. So it's, it's very open on, on what people make. And we try to do above and beyond that. You know, we ask a lot of our players and therefore we think it's fair to compensate them more. And as we grow, we hope to only take care of them more and more. And with major league service experience, a name, I would imagine that kind of salary demand would go a little further north. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, we're still a startup, like I said, we're still growing, but we are going to continue to grow and ask a lot of these players. We're traveling all over the world. And so we will hope to increase not only their salary, but everybody on our team behind the scenes who's making it happen. One more from me, as far as the, the buildup of the team, I know, I know that supply is greater than demand, but who is in the decision-making process as to how you build this roster. I mean, what's the difference between someone that just, just blessed with, with, with great baseball ability, what on, on the line here, 
what separates the, the guys down here that don't make it and the ones up here that do? Okay, yeah, it's be entertainers too. Well, go ahead. Exactly. It's such a good question. And it's one that we get asked all the time. We bring in amazing athletes, but we bring in even better men um, and women. We've had a couple of girls play for us. So I, I can't just say that anymore. Um, really, it comes down to who they are as a person. And as cheesy as that sounds, it doesn't matter if they're going to be the best hitter in the league. If they are not going to walk a grandma to her seat or sign autographs for little kids every night then they're not the right culture fit for us. And so when we have um, try, we don't really have a typical tryout where just anybody can show up, but we have invite only events. And when they come, there are definitely baseball drills that we run, but we have a TikTok station. We have a social media station. We have an interview station. And all of those things are ways for us to kind of judge their character and their ability to be a banana or a party animal off of the field. So we have two full-time coaches, they're a part of it. And then our whole leadership team, our social media marketing team, um, our broadcast team, we all deliberate and decide who's going to be a good fit. How, how, social uh, media, that's where the young folks live. I mean, boy, you, yeah. you hit a home run with them, the TikTok world and what have you. I mean, you've, boy, you've really done something. Ellie, how often do you get scouts coming to, to you know, want to uh, pirate your uh, players away? Uh, sometimes, but honestly, not often. I think that we're still kind of our own thing where people are aware, um, but where the idea of them coming and poaching from us is not huge yet. I think the more and more that we play at these major league parks and the more and more we're on the radar and the, the ESPNs of the world, um, I'm sure it'll happen more and more, but we are kind of our own beast. And sometimes people don't want to touch uh, our guys, because they've already been damaged by the banana brand <laughs> in a way that they might not fit into uh, a regular, typical team, because uh, our guys are definitely, you know, they're, they're definitely a different breed. Um, so I don't know if they would, if it would cross over to everybody. And maybe that, that's why that, you know, they're not being poached. But I don't know, we don't see it a ton yet. Well, you had it the opposite way. Eric Burns was first baseball, and then he, you know, went over to banana. Yeah, and Eric, Eric is a huge name, but um, Jake Peavy is a huge fan of ours. He's such a great guy. Since we started in Mobile, Alabama, which is his hometown, of course, in 2021, he's been a big advocate. Um, Johnny Gomes, Josh Reddick. I mean, we have these huge names that play for us every year. They come and tour with us. They speak about us in interviews. Um, so to have the support from guys like that who are baseball guys through and through, but now see the potential in this new sport and what it's doing for youth, for the youth of the world. Um, that means a lot. Johnny Gomes. That's another Bay area guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, any other questions you want to ask Emily before we let her tell us uh, how to get a hold of Savannah Banana baseball? In case somebody's just walking in the door and they're just clicking this up. Hey, where, where do folks find you on the web, on the web? Yeah, so we are thesavannabananas.com. And honestly, our social media is probably the best place to find us. Our TikTok has just taken off. We've got millions and millions of followers. And of course, Instagram, Twitter, they're all they're all out there for us. But our TikTok is our main focus. And thesavannabananas.com has all of the merchandise and the schedule for the year. Terrific. Well, good luck Emily, to you. Yeah, Emily, thank you so much for joining us. It was, it was a lot of fun. And you can stay, uh, stay on if you want. We need to kind of get on to a little bit of football since uh, we have uh, um, we, we just have the now the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles playing uh, the Chiefs. Uh, any any comments, boys? 
It was the worst NFC AFC championship weekend I can ever remember. And it just really wasn't a lot of fun. I know this is coming from a 49ers fan, but if you look at it at an objective football fan and you can ask them all on social media, or you can just tune into radio stations right now around the country, it was bad. And unfortunately the biggest narrative from this weekend is the officiating from both games. It was just horribly one-sided in every single game. And to me, it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. I'm definitely not watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I uh, I was at the NFC Championship game covering it for my station. And even Eagles fans were coming up to me and saying, well, it's just a shame that the 49ers had to play with a hand behind, tied behind their back. And yeah. it's not like there was you know any dirty play or anything like oh, that, I mean, aside from Trent Williams. But, but the, yeah. the hits that took Purdy out, I mean, they were clean. Yes. I mean, that's just football right there that happened. It's just unfortunate that the 49ers became one dimensional. And then once the Eagles figure that out, they just put 10 of the boxes and said, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Even the the one bad call that it was, it really, it was kind of hard to tell until you saw a replay a few times of their first uh, uh, catch that that led to the touchdown. I mean, that's not the reason they lost. Let let, let me, let, let me touch on that a little bit because that was the number one question that we asked of, Kyle Shanahan once we got him after the game Mm -hmm. and from his point of view now granted you got like 30 seconds before the next play Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. and they're on defense and so the angle that they saw was the angle that we saw on the jumbo board they got maybe one other angle but in both of those angles they saw a catch yeah so so, and 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 time is just running out so there's no time to like Wait, where's my where's my red flag? Let me just oh, do yeah. it. No, I no, there, was no, there was no time for him to even yeah. think about even doing that. I mean, they had to get ready for the next play. Now, what all of America saw was that one replay, but we saw that one replay after the commercial break. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, now and now get granted, by the time most of America saw that, they had had a lot of these, which clouded their judgment as to uh, wait, why isn't he challenging? Well. There was just no time. I mean, they had to kind of keep going. They were trying to prevent a touchdown. So anyway, that was that was Shanahan's comments after the game. That's a fair. That's a fair comment. Yeah. Again, that wasn't the play that was gonna uh, wasn't a make or break. But with the Chiefs Bengals, that one penalty at the end gave him got him into field goal position. Yeah, gave him life. And you know what was missed on that play too? Two egregious holding penalties on linebackers that should have offset that. And again, incredibly one-sided. And if you look at the data too, if you look at the calls, it was incredible. I, I, I didn't have a dog in that fight either. I didn't care who won. It was really strange how these two games were officiated. Just really strange. And I just think it was bad officiating. And what I learned this morning is that they took the best from every single crew in the NFL, but they've never worked together. So every single mm-hmm. referee was trying to be the guy and they're just calling so many penalties. Yeah, so there has to be timing, the there has to be rhythm, and that's what people watching, they just don't understand about an officiating crew. I mean, and John Hussey and his crew, they they have they had a rough go at it in that game at, at Lincoln Financial Field. So what do we get as a result? We get the Andy Reid Bowl. Yeah. And I don't believe it's ever happened before where you've had a Super Bowl where you've got a coach that's coached both teams in other Super Bowls. I was going to say Don Shula. No, that didn't happen with him. That's a good, that's a good point. So, um, you know, is, is Mahomes going to be. I'm, ta- uh, I'm talking about teams that played each other coached by the same guy. Yeah. At yeah. different points. 
doesn't move the ticker for me, Vern. I don't. I, I think Andy Reid's a great coach, but I don't care. And then I'm already sick of the Kelsey brothers narrative. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of that these next I'm couple of weeks. Okay. All right, guys. Here's our last trivia question. We're talking the NFL here. St. Louis beat which team for that city's only Super Bowl win? St. Louis beat which team for that city's only Super Bowl win? That's By a fight. By a foot. By a foot. Very good. Yes. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national healthcare alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. 
We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn, F.P. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, our special guest, Emily Cole from the Savannah Bananas. Uh, third trivia question, St. Louis beat which team for that city's only Super Bowl win? Russ? Uh, that was the Titans. The Tennessee Titans, that is correct. All right, Emily, uh, I know you've got to go, and it was a pleasure having you on. We definitely want to have you on again, and apparently you're coming to California at some point we are we are we've got four cities in california this year Pacific. go ahead, go ahead uh, and please. Uh, we're we're starting in rancho cucamongo san jose then fresno and then sacramento oh right. san jose maybe or yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But yeah but there's five hundred thousand people waiting <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay, you guys ready for our thoughts of the day? I, Emily's got to hear our thoughts of the day. Before you go, Edward, let, let me yeah. just give, give my one thought for the day. Go ahead. Okay, and, then, and then I'll give it to you. My one thought for the day is this, and this is getting back to the 49ers. Yeah. We all now know that, that, that Purdy is out for at least six months with that UCL injury to his elbow. I mean, he's, it, it's, it's like the worst injury you could have. Okay, oh, so wow. that said, gaining a little momentum is the discussion of Tom Brady oh, perhaps God. maybe coming back to the 49ers, the San Mateo kid, because the 49ers need a quarterback moving forward. And, and, yeah. and the, the, the only healthy guy they got right now is yeah. Trey Lance. Wow. Okay. Just, just, just let good, that good. marinate a little bit. Good point. Okay, here's our thoughts of the day. So I took my car to Dr. Frankenstein's tire shop because I had something wrong with my wheels. And when I checked back later to see how things were, he screamed, it's aligned! It's aligned. <laughs> see, yeah. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> and, and, you know, Grant, Grandma's been staring through the window ever since it started to snow. If it gets any worse, I'll have to let her in. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions and maybe a few dad jokes. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. Go on. Adios. Adios.